0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders. This is Cherry Agarwal and we are back to discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. Today, we have a full in-house panel. On my left, we have Amit Bhardwaj. Hi, Amit. Hello. We also have Gaurav Sarkar from the News Laundry desk. Hi, Hi Gaurav. Cherry. And we have our intrepid reporter Prateek Goel. Hi no, Pratik. Pratik is back from Pune. He was there over the weekend. So Pratik, wa was the
1: wind very
0: And Gaurav, is it as bad in Noida? The pollution levels?
1: I think it's a little
2: worse than Delhi right no, now in Noida. Noida always a living hell, no? Uh, yeah, but I'm learning that the <laughs> hard way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is actually one of the issues I want to talk about. I think this hasn't received the full attention of the media This issue, particularly in Delhi. Every year we come back to the same issue around the same time. Though there are full page reports, there are reports about what political leaders are saying, what the opposition is saying, and there are even TV discussions. But the kind of coverage that is required to bring accountability is what I think has been Mm -hmm. missing. There's one particular report I was reading which I want to quote, to sort of emphasize why this is so serious. So, quoting from the report, over 1.25 lakh children in India below the age of 5 have died in 2016 uh, due to the impact of polluted air, which is almost 1 in 5 children who have died from toxic air exposure across the world are from India. Like 1 in 5 children, that's a huge number. It's a really high number. The report also stated that, Air inside households generated from burning fossil fuels for cooking, lighting and heating contributed to the deaths of 67,000 children below the age of five in India. So I'm just wondering about the government's scheme to provide clean for, uh, clean fuel to all households. For me, this makes it a very important news piece for discussions and sort of focused reporting. Uh, Gaurav, coming to you, what do you think the media over the last week has missed or has underreported?
2: uh sure so one of the things that i think has not been underreported in terms of quantity but in terms of quality is the pollution in delhi hmm. uh i'm an outsider i'm from bombay and uh, i would like to uh, be, we, we keep reading reports of you know how the air quality is dropping constantly in delhi year after year and as you said there are full page reports that carry statistical data on a day to day basis but If the quality of reporting was at the required level that it was supposed to be, we would have found a solution by now Mm -hmm. to tackle the problem and not retrospectively address it. Um, Banning 15-year-old cars that ply on petrol is a retrospective measure. But what about tackling the situation head on and, you know, creating a preventive measure that will actually stop this from happening? Okay. Um, another piece of information that I thought went slightly underreported in terms of quality again was Trump turning uh, Trump turning down uh, India's Republic Day invite. In spite of a lot of publications, including international publications, carrying the story, no one could really point a finger at why exactly has he turned it down. You know, I mean, his, but
0: today there was a report which stated that it was because it, of a scheduling issue. Indian Express put it out.
2: They re- they released a schedule I think uh, mm. yesterday as well. But if it was just a scheduling issue, shouldn't have there been a, st- a statement that came straight from the White House in the first place? which
0: is what the White House issued a statement saying that the Trump's uh, address to the Congress is scheduled towards the end oh, of okay. January, beginning of February, which is why they wouldn't be uh, Trump wouldn't be able to make it to the Republic Day.
2: Okay, great. Then hmm. I'm then I guess Express has saved the day with that.
0: Okay, uh, Amit, do you want to weigh in on this and? like the next question would be what was over reported was something that was there something that the media missed or was there something that got more reportage than it required
3: you know um, Gaurav said that you know you spoke about the quality of reporting in terms of the air quality in delhi uh-huh. but you know you, you also have to understand There's another level of problem that people do not take air pollution as a big problem or big issue themselves. Like people living in Delhi or rather Delhi NCR. Mm -hmm. So uh, we take it very casually. Like uh, before this uh, panel discussion, we were talking about the
0: casual about it because I've been hmm. having wheezing issues. I can't breathe in this air.
2: What do you mean by people take it casually? People who stay in Delhi NCR themselves take it casually?
0: Yeah, very casually. I mean, uh, so
3: the concern because your struggles in life is much bigger, you know, you're much more, uh, you're spending more time in gathering your bread, butter, mm-hmm. you know, paying the rent of the house. So all these issues come as priority and air quality or the problems that are coming up because of the air quality in Delhi you know, does not even reaches or does not even finds any place of in challenges. that uh, priority list. Sure. So that is there. And hence, you see less political will, uh, be it uh, the Congress, the Bharatiya Janta Party, or now the Aam Admi Party, which is governing the state. So there is no political will to tackle this situation. Thank God, now there is a body called EPCA, which has at least put up the basic measures and uh, plans have been charted out where if pollution level reaches a certain you know uh, point a dangerous point XYZ measures will be taken automatically
0: we mm-hmm. already had a central pollution control board right so, so EPC,
3: hmm, EPC has been working for past two years or three hmm. years which effectively
0: No, my question is how different is this body from the central pollution control board and if we already have a lot of authorities which are looking at different issues but the problem comes in how effective they are in terms of implementation of the policies or programs that they come up with
3: best part about uh, epca is that you know for the first time probably there is a body which takes care of pollution issues in delhi ncr then uh, you have set measures. Suppose if pollution level, I'm just saying hypothetically, if pollution level reaches 100 points, the measures have been already decided. Hmm. Now, you don't have to call an emergency meeting, then discuss what measures can be taken. Hmm. uh, The measures has been scientifically weighed, and every time if pollution reaches X, Y, Z, whatever level, the measures are rolled out automatically. The committee meets on regular mm. basis. They assess what is the air quality situation and the central so you're government.
0: So, you saying EPCA hmm. has a better or rather tighter More hold over... More planned
3: way of mm. working. So, it's less
2: a bureaucracy mm. in a certain mm-hmm. way. Uh, Amit, but, you know, if I can just jump in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that people themselves in Delhi NCR don't take the issue seriously, you know, but I according to me, the issue is not only about air pollution in Delhi or in Noida or in a particular state. I feel that a lot of people don't take climate change itself very seriously, including us, you know, including a section of the news who uh, know what an important role climate change plays in today's day. We ourselves don't take it very seriously. And it does go underreported.
0: The bigger part of the news is political reportage.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's that is what grabs eyeballs. But Who is going to read the news tomorrow when, like, global ice caps melt and there is, you know, barely any humans left? So, what I'm trying to say here is that last week on Reporters, I had cited a WHO study, you know, that said that by 2030, the climatic changes will be catastrophic if we don't handle it now. So, coming back to the air pollution in Delhi NCR, it is, in my opinion, I feel that, you know, people should not only acknowledge the problem, but work together with scientists and government bodies if, if required to tackle the problem before it becomes a problem itself.
3: And one last remark, sure. I mean, how what, what, what is people's attitude towards the air pollution in Delhi NCR is that we are sitting right here and, uh, the, and like, we have at least 20-25 people coming to the office mm-hmm. daily, but how many of us have already started using the mask? Not me, not, not you. Not me either, yeah. At least no one on this panel. Mm-hmm. So Should that really also shows how <laughs> casual we are towards this problem itself. So so this is my I mean first... Huh, sorry, sorry,
0: I just want to bring Prateek in sure. this. Prateek, you said that pollution levels in Pune are better. So is, it, uh, would, is there a better role that the bureaucracy over there is playing in sort of tackling not just air pollution, but... Uh, rather the environment or climate change and how it will affect the people in general
1: bureaucracy but वैसे भी weather dekhe, to, greenery hai mm. Ar, waanpe, log, active They participate hota, to do so, ये एक चीज वहां पे बहुत ज्यादा दिखती है अगर आप दिल्ली से कंपेयर करेंगे बात okay. जैसे अमित ने बताया कि जी. बहुत कैजुअली लेते हैं तो वो दिल्ली में जो इस इस दौरान जो वेदर का जो हालत है वही सेम है बंबई में बारिश हुँ. के वक्त okay. तो उसको भी उसी तरीके से लोग लेते हैं कि भाई काम पे पहुंचना है लोकल पकड़नी है कुछ भी करके कितनी बारिश हो तो उसको
0: what I'm gathering from the panel is all in all, there's a more need to focus on climate change, reportage related to climate change. Definitely,
1: and not
2: just on a daily basis. We need proper investigative pieces that track data from 5 to 10 years and forecast data in the next 5 to 10 years to see what exactly is the change that's going to come about.
0: Moving from this, uh, Prateek, what do you think news mein, media mein, over the last week what has been underreported or what got more coverage? Under
1: में तो been harassed by the people who have 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 अधिकतर तहसीलें by the people में ही हैं harassed by the people ओवर रिपोर्टेड जैसे आपको एग्जांपल देता हूं भी ये राखी सावंत ने तनुशी दत्ता पे आरोप लगाए थे कि वो लेसबियन हैं और उन्होंने उनके साथ बलात्कार किया तो तमाम मतलब चैनलों के माइक हैं और वो ट्विटर पे वो स्टोरी इतनी शेयर हो रही है और फेसबुक पे और सभी पे मतलब जो भी मीडियम्स ह I mean making a rape allegation is quite
0: a thing and if if she has gone through that I think it's important that the media takes it seriously but like I see I think but huh. I think uh you're right in terms of the focus that the media should give to people who are affected at a large scale when there is such a problem of water. And with Arba and Maratwada, these drought and water problems face a lot face problems. Every year. So I think there is need for a focus on sort of agricultural this, reporting.
1: The water is not just like that there is no matter what the water is doing. Human trafficking is so much bigger. Human trafficking? है. माइग्रेशन लोग मूव करते हैं लड़कियां गायब हो जाती हैं आप मतलब अगर बंबई में कामाटी कोरा करके एक रेड लाइट एरिया है तो वहां पे अगर आप पिछले कुछ साल पहले पता चला था कि वहां पे अधिकतर जो महाराष्ट्र से लड़कियां हैं वो मलाठवाड़ा रीजन से थी वो भी छोटे-छोटे गांव से तो ये माइग्रेशन के दौरान जब बड बड़े-बड़े में जाकर रहते हैं बंबई पुणे नागपुर या कुछ so it's very human traffickers ko, ko traffic This is a good point,
0: right? When we like, climate change or agricultural reporting or rural reporting, karte, we don't really have to just do stories that But these are offshoot stories that are coming from that region which can be done to bring focus to that
1: region. Uh, and you ठीक है बलात्कार के अगर और आपके साथ हुआ है तो राखी सावंत का अगर आप ट्रैक रिकॉर्ड देख लें तो वो सिर्फ लाइमलाइट में रहने के लिए हरदम बेतुके बयान देती हैं या टोटली पटंग बात करती हैं तो ये भी एक उस तरीके जरिए और तमाम जैसे शेखर गुप्ता उन्होंने वो ट्वीट भी किया था
0: I mean, the priorities need to be sort of rethought.
2: See, in fact, sorry sorry to jump in there. But uh, in fact, if she made this allegation and the press, you know, give her the required coverage, I think it was just a day later that she came out with another video that went as viral where, uh, you know, Raki Sawant is wearing like a doctor's suit on top. And, really? Yeah, she this this happened one day after that. And she's wearing a doctor's suit, and she says ki, hum apne ko kaise protect and then she suddenly like opens her doctor's suit, and she's wearing like a tala with a chain all over her body okay. and i mean i mean how do you how do you take someone like that seriously twenty four hours later after like you've just given a press conference? But yeah, Prateek is completely right that or the fault the does...
3: in the press conference, the kind of content that she's and the in the press what conference... And the clothing, what is that clothing? If, if everything about that press
2: conference is problematic. Totally, including the person
3: herself. Uh,
0: I also wanted to ask, is there anything else that the panel thinks was underreported or uh, got more attention than it deserved?
2: Uh, okay, I actually do have one. It's, sure. it's sort of related it. to the story we're going to discuss that I did this week, but... Um, the Enforcement Directorate filed a charge sheet against the Sandeep a second FIR against the Sandesra group for defaulting on five thousand crores. Okay, they've apparently committed a, a banks bank fraud, bank scam, and both the brothers, the Sandesra brothers, are are reported to be absconding right now. They were it was known that they were in UAE, and now they are apparently in Nigeria, but no sources can confirm that. But there are very few publications who gave the kind of importance to this story as it requires in fact we have seen sandesara group's name popping up especially because it's linked to cbi director Rakesh asthana's wedding that happened in 2016 but 5,000 crores is a lot of money and if there's a second fir that is going to be filed by the ed at the same time when the cbi is chasing the same group it deserves more attention than it got. the
0: bought. ed has filed the fir or it is going to
2: the second, the first one was filed in August and the second one was filed on the 28th, if I'm not wrong, okay. of October.
0: Yeah,
3: Yeah, one more question from Pratik sir, that you know, you spoke about Maharashtra, the the water crisis there, drought-like situation there. Do you think that had it been election year, the media would have given enough coverage to the drought?
1: I can't but that a lot of coverage, but election year election year. It is an election year, yeah. But yeh jo wahan pe samasya hai wo itni badi ho chuki hai ki usko utna coverage milna hi chahiye bhale election year ho ya na ho aur to you
3: saying the bias you know when you, when you have elections ho sakta hai ki
1: election ki wajah se thoda sa ispe asar pada ho
3: because i'm pointing it out because uh, i've already started seeing reports from madhy pradesh you know about the farming community right from mansour coming on tv channels and uh, it's happening because the elections are happening mm-hmm. there it's barely a month You know, before the elections that we have started giving coverage of folk, we have started focusing on these issues. So maybe if there would have been election in Maharashtra, we might have found all these things very important suddenly. But this should be an issue right now in the news as well. And uh, the story that I thought uh, should have been discussed in the media is I'll quickly uh, discuss this is uh, the finance minister in uh, one of the uh, lecture that he gave it, it was atal Bihari vajpayee memorial lecture where he said and uh, indian express has quoted him saying a country higher than any institution don't we can elect it says arun jetli uh, this particular comment or statement comes in the light of the cbi versus cbi crisis uh-huh. and clearly you know uh the government the modi government uh, prime minister narendra modi's entire go- governance model is being questioned by the opposition parties because it was said that in the midnight uh fiasco like situation top two uh, cbi bosses mm-hmm. were uh, shunted and then the government came up with the CVC letter showing that we did not do anything. It was the CVC who took the call. Mm. But this statement itself clarifies a lot of things. Replace country with the elected government. Ele- government higher than any institution, don't weaken elected. Because Why I'm saying that because the following line is, don't weaken elected. If you're talking about country, mm. I mean, there's no context of elected, non-elected in this. Sure. And then uh, if you go, you know, in the content that he has spoken about, you know, why uh, the people who are not elected, he's terming them as non-accountable. So he's saying that non-accountables are not accountable. And hence, uh, they are questioning are more, those huh. who
0: are who have been elected.
3: So hence, there should be more power in the hands of those who have been elected. Right, and I this mean is there
0: is more power in the hands of the elected, which is why they should be held more accountable. Exactly, yeah.
3: And this is the same finance minister. This is the same union minis- uh, union minister who, in case of Delhi, has time and again said that you know until the Supreme Court's order came, that LG is the supreme power in Delhi. Was LG elected force in Delhi? Was he elected representative in Delhi? No. So in Delhi, when it comes to Delhi, you are deliberately undermining the position of an elected government. <laughs> and when it comes, and interestingly in this speech as well, he is talking about, you know, in terms of center as well as state government. So where do these all these double standards, mm. double yardsticks come? And mm. we should question the leaders when... As and when they release statements like this.
0: And uh, Indian Express had an editorial on this. So that would be actually be my recommendation for the readers today. Uh, Like... One of the sentences that stood out to me, uh, they've said that a popular government can weaken democracy. Surely Arun Jaitley, a victim of Indira Gandhi's elected tyranny, knows that. So, I mean, definitely read that so it would give more context to what Amit was saying. But Amit, I also wanted to ask you, you attended the CBI press conference.
3: The briefing which happened. The briefing which which happened.
0: Could you tell us how different is, is there any difference between a CBI press conference and regular press conference held by our uh, accountable elected leaders?
3: Uh, Number one, it's not called technically, it's not a press conference, it's a press briefing uh, because uh, the CBI officials meet you, the media inside the HQ and they uh, try to respond to as many questions as they are uh, officially allowed to. Hmm. And then uh, that is when people also try to get off-the-record statements, a bit of information of what's happening.
0: But off-the-record means it can't go in the copy. No, no.
3: Off-the-record can go on copy. Uh, co- uh, in the, the copy. Person. You don't name the person. Just for your knowledge, cannot be written are these statements which cannot go in the copy. And yes, these are important informations which... Uh, Every reporter <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> I
0: can see Prateek giving this smile. Prateek, have you ever just for your knowledge statements? Yes, we get a
1: lot of statements. Off-record, which we say in the language of Buddhism, we don't have to write. So it's happening, if to the field of a reporter, we get a lot of them. Okay.
3: So, uh, yeah, and then uh, it was important briefing in the sense that uh, that was uh, on the day which you know barely 12 hours back both the bosses were again shunted mm-hmm. from the cbi so this briefing was a jam-packed briefing every reporter who is covering the beat and those who were there you know for a, mm-hmm.
2: a briefing mm-hmm.
0: this was your first one time one at the cbi headquarters right sorry this was your first time at no, the cbi no it was not my okay. first time at the <laughs> cbi headquarters okay so, that takes away my question i wanted to ask did you feel intimidated no why no one
3: should, no reporter should feel intimidated at any uh, mm. you know institution at any government building it's our right to be there and uh, you can ask them right questions if you have any so anyway they they briefed about what's the situation there mm. and it was called more to put out the message that everything inside the CBI is working as usual and nothing has been derailed because uh, Asthana, Rakesh Asthana, the special director, is on leave and uh, because Alok Verma, the CBI director, is on leave.
0: Uh, just the last question I wanted to ask you is... Uh So, the government has clarified that they haven't sent uh, Alok Verma on leave. Uh, I mean, they haven't suspended him or rather he's not the former director anymore. He is still the director because uh, technically they can't, legally they can't send him on leave. So, how does or how did the media report on it? Did you see somewhere that or just media's reportage on it? Is there a problem? I
3: think uh, the TV used uh, the slugs or the uh, supers as per their convenience. Hmm. Uh, many in the beginning might have used I, I do not remember any particular channel but yes there were trends of you know saying ex-boss or shunted boss hmm. so again technically this these two have been divested from their charges uh-huh. mm-hmm. from their powers, powers and hmm. offices hmm. they remain to be uh, director CBI and special director CBI
0: but, but they can't do anything. Yes,
3: they, they'll sit at home, watch what's happening, or, <laughs> or they go can go to the go Supreme to the Court. court. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Uh, Gaurav, coming to your story, you also written about your latest story was about the CBI. Can yeah. you tell us in brief what the story is about?
2: Sure. So, um, this story actually, we, we pushed out the story yesterday. Hmm. Um, as I mentioned, you know earlier, there's there's this group called the Sandesira Group who are uh, a Gujarat petrochemical based factory company, mm. pharmaceutical company,
0: against whom the ED just filed a second FIR.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, so the Sandesira Group has been defaulting in a five thousand crore, five thousand three hundred mm. crore uh, scam case, mm. Uh, mm. which the ED has taken cognizance of, of for now more than a year. So everyone is well aware that, you know, there is a Sandesara group, the brothers, the family is absconding right now. We don't know where they are. Turns out in my story that uh, the Gujarat state government is proposing to give the Sandesara group a 40 MTTP port project, which is worth 1500 crores. So it was a little surprising when, you know, we real- when I realized that no one really knows where the Sandesara brothers are. No one really knows where they are, how, who's going to execute this project, you know, mm-hmm. even if you have handed it over. And the other question that that really arose in my mind is, is this just like a simple oversight on behalf of the Gujarat state government, you know, Hmm. have, have they not rectified what a project that they had proposed to give, but then what happened is there was a vibrant Gujarat 2019 presentation that was given to the press back in September this year. Hmm. that when corroborated with the pcpir website shows the exact same information that this port project has been proposed by pcpir mm-hmm. to give to the sandeshra group
0: is there a date that is mentioned there
2: or uh, the date when it was given yeah it's a proposed it's it's it has been when proposed it, the
0: date when it was proposed because what you're saying is that the group uh, we really don't know whether it was proposed before they were uh, before they absconded
2: no, so see, uh, the Enforcement Directorate has been chasing Sandesara since 2016 end. Mm-hmm. So everyone is well aware that these guys have been defaulting. If you have given the project to them since before they were defaulters mm-hmm. and you it's an oversight, fine, sure. But you just presented a Vibrant Gujarat 2019 summit presentation to the press in September 2018. Mm-hmm. And slide number 16 in that presentation shows that it this 40 MTTP port project is still proposed to give to the Sandesra group.
0: It was uncorrected.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, if it was just either on the website or on the presentation, then I could have said, yeah, it's definitely an oversight. Hmm. But if both are really stating the same thing, it raises a huge question
3: it mark. It raises
0: questions,
2: correct. Should I add more masala to this
3: Absolutely, As You, should, you I mean, are just,
0: here for Tadka just, only.
3: <laughs> just two more inputs sure. uh, that... Sandesra Group also uh, owns, if I'm not wrong, uh, Sterling Biotech.
2: That is the case that they are involved right. in, yeah.
3: And uh, Sterling Biotech is also the company which is associated with Special Director Rakesh Asthana. Okay.
2: That was the that was one of the main mentions in my story about the, so about the diary this, being found. Just making
3: this case, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Since adding masala to the Rakesh conversation, Rakesh
2: So what I I think what Amit is trying to say here is that. During a raid that the ED had conducted on Sandesra's properties a couple of years back, I think it was 2011, that was very early, so this has been going on since then, a diary was found with the initials RA mentioned on it. Hmm. And uh, at that time, I think uh, Rakesh Astana was the commissioner at that time in, in that particular place. But he was pulled up for questioning and recently, earlier this year, he stated that the initials RA was not for Rakesh Astana, but it was for running account. Okay. Yeah. How
3: funnily you know, know
0: what's there in...
3: But there Could are I allegations be? of corruption against Rakesh Asthana. And uh, there's a special uh, team which is investigating the allegations. Oh. And uh, obviously, one of the aspects is uh, this. I believe. In fact, if, the, if,
2: in, or uh, am I wrong? Uh, no. In fact, I think that the biggest allegation was uh, so Rakesh Asthana's daughter had a really lavish wedding in yeah. Badodra in 2016. Yeah. Uh, all, all the publications carried stories of what was there, how many rooms were given, how many flights were given. Turns out, everything was given on a complimentary basis.
0: No, just a venue, right?
2: A lot oh, of things were given. A lot com- of
3: things were on complimentary basis and apparently someone has paid for it. Now the reports are coming
2: out. They're slowly coming out. The credit mm. cards were used for travel, etc. Mm. But apparently one of the farmhouses where the Sangeet was conducted on, uh, in 2016 was Chetan Sandesara's farmhouse. Okay. So that is a really strong link and a really strong allegation mm. in that particular space that... You've anyway had such a lavish wedding, you've anyway flown in guests from all over the world. You're a government employee. You've had such an extravagant show of power and, you know, grandeur at your wedding. Mm. And now it turns out that the location where the Sangeet was held is by someone who has run away with 5,300 crores that belong to the taxpayers of this country, which is really strange. And I think this particular thing needs mm-hmm. to be delved into properly by each and everyone covering mm-hmm. the CBI.
3: Right. And one more thing, addition. one more addition, I guess, uh, and just for clarity, I believe back then there were no cases against Astana. In 2016,
2: the, he was not yeah. a defaulter. Yeah. He, I mean, there was no case against him. Hmm, hmm. He might have been one, we don't know. But under, there was under
3: the watch, but we don't know for a matter of fact But uh, whether there was a case
2: against these two or not. Correct. He, was not, he wasn't He was an accused back in hmm. 2016
0: at all. Hmm. Amit, coming to your report, there were reports about an 8-year-old boy being lynched. Then uh, in Delhi's Bekampur area, you went there and you did a sort of a fact-check report. Could you tell us more about the report, what you found on the ground? And also when we are doing such reports how difficult it is to sort of figure out what the actual narrative is because on the ground i'm taking people would be telling you it would be one person versus one's narrative versus hmm. the other person's narrative
3: yeah uh number one uh, i also went on the ground with the you know hit space or an understanding that this was lynching hmm. but uh it was not lynching. I mean uh and lynching when we say the word lynching itself, mob also comes in the in hmm. the picture sure. or hmm. the definition of things. Uh so in this case, as our story says, you know, there, there was no the number one, there was no mob. Correct. Uh each group of kids were like there were six, seven kids on one side, there were six, seven kids on the other side. Uh, was it a lynching? Uh, as per the definition of lynching, this was not a lynching. This was a scuffle there's mm-hmm. a difference, and we need to be really careful in the when when we select the words sure. especially mm-hmm. in these cases where a specific narrative is being built up on social media. So, uh, no mob, no lynching, scuffle, yes. Mm. And this boy enters the scuffle. Uh, He's the last one to enter the scuffle Mm. as per the CCTV footage that we have accessed and which we have published in this story. Mm -hmm. And within seconds, he's pushed. He falls on a motorcycle right there. And then what is, I mean, uh, what happens for next few seconds is not clear. But after that, a young man or a teenager, I mean, we cannot ascertain his age, but he is carrying uh, uh, azim azim is the Muhammad azim is the name of the 8 year boy hmm. he is carrying him and then uh, we get to know from the people who were uh, in the madarsa that you know they carried uh, azim to the madan mohan malviya hospital government hospital there and he was declared broad dead hmm. however the doctors tried uh, their best resuscitating for resuscitating yeah. him an hour or so so that happened that that these are the bare facts of the issue one more addition from my side is that you know when as you spoke about like you know it's one one person's word against the other in this case as well i heard multiple versions multiple voices coming out but you have to ascertain when the incident happened actually happened how many people were present there Hmm. So and which many of the media reports which does do not agree with this narrative have done is, you know, they are quoting randomly they are quoting people randomly
2: who, who weren't even bystanders at the time
3: was the father witness to this incident? No, was the Malvi witness to this incident? Malvi of the Madarsa No uh, Was the guy who carried Azeem to the hospital So
0: are they quoting them As witnesses to the crime Or are they quoting you know, us, as uh, them As hmm. people who can provide context To the kind of Kid he was Or If
3: if you are using quotes Like that he was lynched And uh, he was lynched Because of hatred And usko rahe Uska gala gota All these things So it has to come from Someone who was present Correct on the spot when the incident happened number one I did that I mean and other publications have also done that so the kids who were present there those quotes were used and in that quote kids do say in our story as well that mm-hmm. all those quotes are there but we also put out what we have seen in the CCTV footage that what we see in the CCTV footage and what is being said it has been put together hmm. and then you know Listening to what the other side is also saying because there are two parties involved and no story can be done from one side. One side, even if it is very clear, you can see in the video that someone has shot the other person. We try to reach out or we at least try to get the other side of the story. What exactly happened? So, I mean, in most of the cases, there will be cases where there is only one side of the story. One big
0: problem with. or the reason behind the scuffle was also the land dispute.
3: So technically, again, as we have mentioned in this story, and as we were told that uh, the land belongs to Madarsa, and uh, if we look at this structure, there's no possibility that it could be government land, because even if that is a government land, it, it's a dead end. Hmm. And people from uh, the Valmiki camp, which is there, Uh, cannot use it because what will you do with the land which which is a dead end because the other side of the uh, you know if you are using it as a path Mm. you will have to enter the madarsa compound and legally in all technical ways that is a trespass Mm. So and madarsa people are uh, you know they have all rights to go against Mm. file cases against the people who are using their property illegally you know illegally again which i sure. i mean to say trespass
0: i do have hmm. one question for you but before that i would like prateek to comment on this dekhiye jo mob lynching ka jo is story
1: mein matlab facebook aur ispe jo share ho rahi thi to ye caravan daily website hai caravan magazine se koi hmm. connection nahi hai iska ab is magazine hai isme matlab aap logo khalid almeena professor badri rehna Tista, सेटल ये जितने भी तमाम नाम हैं इसमें हुँ. तो ये एक्टिव एक्टिविस्ट लोगों के नाम ज्यादा है इसमें ठीक है ना बजाय आप अगर कोई जर्नलिस्ट को देखेंगे तो उन्होंने उसका हेडलाइन मॉब लिंचिंग का एक वो दे दिया
0: नहीं, तो इन
1: ये जो एक्टिविस्ट के नेम हैं व्हाट आर दे यूज्ड स्टोरी बता कि उसका
0: जो ये मतलब a
1: patron. Okay, okay. Chief editor is
0: saying
1: that. Okay, okay. If you have a certain person who has been in the past, who has been in the past, who has been in the past, who has been a the past, who has been the has been in the the Amit
0: getting a lot of praise Also
2: Amit you know coming on On what Prateek just said uh, The environment in a place where Allegations of mob lynching have happened They take a drastic turn within a couple of seconds So you know how come there wasn't Really any posthumous violence That took place at the spot where this happened Or was there you know were there Was there uh, even the slightest hint Of probably a violent riot Or even like a fight breaking out between people
3: uh, we should be really thankful uh, to the elderly from each side that mm-hmm. nothing like this happened number 1 it's very fortunate that it not happen mm-hmm. and uh, yes people were very if that is a right word to use you know very spirited very passionate i cannot say because the entire discussion in the Few hours on Friday, and the timing was very problematic as well. Problematic as in dangerous. The boy, uh, the Azim, died on Thursday, Mm -hmm. and then Friday was the next day when his body was to be brought uh, to Madarsa, and then later his body was to carry to uh, Mewat. He's Mm -hmm. a resident of Mewat. So Friday prayers hold bigger importance, right? And then uh, people were coming in large numbers because of the uh, mob lynching narrative and then rumors were also spreading there and what these people wanted was t- the wall to be built that boundary wall which is not there and uh, they uh, the, apparently the madrasa people also have a stm order which says that police in their presence should ensure that the wall is built So uh, and so they wanted to build the wall So a time i a job the youth said that bring uh, bricks, bring cement, we'll build it right here, right away. But again, the mother's authorities and the elderly from the community said that
1: you know we should Maes not. me, is the internet any So, So the way stories are stories have not read your story. But in the तो वो दिमाग में यही सोचेंगे कि भाई ये इस तरीके का हादसा दिल्ली में हो गया है तो ये पूरे देश का माहौल खराब पड़ता है
3: बिल्कुल और इनफैक्ट आज ये लोग जो दिल्ली पुलिस का हेड है उसका घेराव करने वाले हैं नंबर 1 नंबर दो दो और चीजें हैं इसमें एस्पेक्ट ये है कि एक हमको Mm-hmm. same forces which identity politics negative aspect Muslim community Christianity and other places so that existence is on the basis of that that fear has to be there you know, they feed on fear of the community so that is there and the second thing if you put this the mob lynching narrative then no, you are actually weakening the cases of mob, mob lynching. lynching. Itself, yeah. was killed. Pehlu Khan was lynched mm-hmm. in broad daylight. So all those cases become weaker if you, if you try to do this with uh, Azim's death. However, it's saddening. It's really saddening that a father lost eight-year-old child mm-hmm. in Madrasa where he probably thought he he's the know, safest at that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, just to close this, I want to go to the point that Pratik was making about uh, Caravan Daily and the patrons and the way they sort of the spin to their story. I mean, if reporters are... Using uh, one particular report as the source, or if journalists are using other sources, they shouldn't do so at face value. I mean, you need to go on ground and sort of investigate this, just like sort of Amit did. Uh, so, I mean, when you're doing a sensitive story, it is important that you sort of check it, double check it before you put it out there. Otherwise, you're just pushing something which is not true. <laughs>
1: Hmm. जब ये स्टोरी आई तो बहुत लोगों के मतलब समझ में आया कि भाई क्या फैक्ट्स क्या हैं hmm. अब इसके पहले ये और न्यूज़ क्लिक इन लोग और बहुत सारे लोग जो बड़े-बड़े पत्रकार हैं या बुद्धिजीवी हैं जो ट्विटर पे बहुत ज्यादा एक्टिव हैं तो वो उस लिंचिंग मॉब लिंचिंग इसको ट्वीट वो, वो इस, we have to be very careful when we are
0: से. talking about polarization or issues that can lead to polarization.
2: Sure. Yeah. You know and, what uh, mm. what I would like to say is it's uh, it's not really related straight away to Amit's story right now, but Amit, there was another story that you had done, you know, where uh, where a cow had died when a Muslim man hit it on the head, uh, mm. he had accidentally died. And at that time also, in your story, it was about how the elders in the village tackled the situation in a mature way, so as to stop hate from spreading like wildfire. Amit always it,
0: finds places where the elders are super mature.
2: It really seems like he has a really strong vibe going with all the elders. But here also in this narrative of mm-hmm. your story, it seems like it was it's the elders who are the true heroes, you know, and who who actually prevented hate from spreading on the ground there. Because we know in such situations, it can spread in the blink of an eye. So,
3: obviously, you know, uh, I mean, uh, we do have all sort of political understanding, the youth claims that, you know, we we are more informed, we are understanding things. But at the end of the day, people who have seen things pass through decades, do understand that at the end of the day, even if you talk in, strictly in terms of minority community, the elders there do understand that right now you might be capable of, you know, giving a response if you think mm-hmm. that is that's a way to do or uh, get the violent way do or take the violent way but then there'll be larger repercussions for the community as well and people who are 60 70 they have seen all sorts of phases sure. uh, yep. Going, you know, they have, they have, they have stood witness to Babri Masjid. Mm-hmm. They have stood witness to probably 1984 riots in Delhi. So they do understand you know, that violence is no way or. Uh, it, has, very it has really long-standing of, uh,
2: repercussions in a way. Yeah.
3: And one last thing, you know, uh, again, it's it might sound like lecture, but uh, the old-school journalism is going to stay. You cannot in, even in the uh, internet era the basics of journalism as a reporter, mm-hmm. you know that that has to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is uh, I see? I mean, there would be a number of reports that I have filed and I have done a number of mistakes while filing those reports. But at the end of the day, when we are filing sensitive reports uh, like this or any report which involves you know tension between two communities, mm-hmm. we need to ensure that at the time of filing that report or even while taking the quotes we are reporters but we don't uh, have our checking, caste there should be double we don't checking. Have, I mean Amit is not a does not belong belong to any specific caste, Amit does not belong to any specific religion Amit I mean, is a reporter at the time yeah. specific ideology also. Yeah. also specific ideology for that matter
0: good point Yeah. Uh, with that we come to the end of the podcast so panel keep your recommendations ready yeah. Let's begin with Amit. Amit, what's your recommendation?
3: Uh, my recommendation. I have two recommendations this week. Number one is the Express report from Mathura. Uh, a <laughs> <some> brilliant report <laughs> the way it has <laughs> been written on that how the police in investigating. Uh, I, I love, love Pakistan, Pakistan balloons. Ballooned. And <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my recommendation as okay, well. Okay, so and the second
0: second yeah. recommendation is
3: and second recommendation is. Uh, there was a few days back, uh, Dawn, uh, the newspaper in Pakistan, had live-streamed. Hmm. Uh, it was a performance, but uh, it basically said the title was No Time to Sleep. Okay. And it was based on last 24 hours hmm. of a person who is to be hanged to death. And
0: They were given... But they were able to spend time with this person? No, no. A
3: person was performing those. He, he oh. was in that role. That he, you know, uh, the death sentence is 24 hours uh, from his, the point where he started his performance. Mm-hmm. And what this person is doing, what is his headspace? hai, hmm. He's sleeping, he's restless. Hmm. He's actually not sleeping, he's restless for 24 hours. And it is a performance for, you know, st- seamless, there's no break for 24 hours this person is performing. Hmm. So uh, uh, the video is in uh, bits and pa- uh, parts on Facebook and uh, the link that we'll share, it will have I believe in uh, 4 or 5 at least parts of his performance. Okay. So you can watch that.
2: Sure. Gaurav? Um, so I think that the Indian Express balloon story was really, it. it stood out in a certain way and
0: I wanted to ask, did the police, I I didn't get the last bit, did the police actually see it, see the balloon? Did they have it?
2: They're investigating it. They have tracked down from where the balloons have come. I I read it (laughs) and (laughs) I
0: know they've investigated it, but I still want to know, have they actually seen that balloon?
2: What I want to know is why are the police chasing balloon makers? That is that is an important question, and moreover, who, is it is it illegal to exactly. is it is it illegal to fly a balloon that says I love Pakistan?
0: Well, that's a question.
2: It, uh, uh, the reports say that there were also balloons that had Habibi written on them. I don't see anything wrong with that specifically.
0: No,
3: I love New York T-shirts are fine. Huh.
0: But I love Pakistan it is not
2: problematic.
0: Uh, is there another? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's like like actually recommend?
2: another sure. uh, you know recommendation that I wanted to share. Hmm. The World Wildlife Fund has stated day before yesterday that this current generation is Mm. the last generation that can save nature. Uh, Just to elaborate on the report, uh, WWF states that global wildlife populations have fallen by 60% in the last four decades, which is a phenomenal number. If you think about it, we might not have, you know, a a lot of species that will be around. Mm. And the numbers state that More than 4,000 mammals, birds, fish, reptiles and amphibian species declined rapidly between 1970 and 2014. According to me, these numbers are drastically high and Mm. wildlife still remains to be one of the most underreported sectors of journalism just as climate change. So, I would recommend that you all read this report.
0: Okay. Prateek? Uh,
1: My recommendation Amit Amit so basically, the story is being rec- recorded. It, really, really, it was really spot on. It was really spot it was really spot on. I it was really spot on. I it was really spot on. coverage. There is no coverage. 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 तो वो उसमें आ, मतलब चार मजदूर होते हैं तमिलनाडु के जो आंध्र प्रदेश में काम करने जाते हैं वहां कैसे उनको फसा दिया जाता है उसके बाद फिर उनको वापस तमिलनाडु लेके आए तो वहां पे भी ड्यूटी चार्जेस में फसा के और बाद में उन पे ये इल्जाम लगा दिया था कि भई ये रॉबर्स रौब, हैं रॉबरी करते हैं उनको एनकाउंटर हो जाता उनका और okay so that's a must watch for crime reporters so no crime, police said not and go and especially you know a crime
2: uh, not to like pinpoint fingers but when it comes to crime and crime reporters A lot of them do something called FIR reporting you know where it's just simply based on the FIR so if this documentary or movie is what you're saying it is then they should definitely give it a watch Uh,
0: my recommendation is a piece on cjr's website it's the headline is the clause freelance writers should fight to remove from their contracts basically in the us when you sign contracts freelancers sign contracts there's this clause in their contract which says that you also give away the moral rights to the piece meaning that if I as a news publication want to republish it translate it there's no benefit or monetary gain that the freelancer would be able to derive though I as a news publication can keep on multiplying what the traction that I get
2: there's no royalty that the freelancers get for republishing so
0: I think definitely that I didn't know that and it was a good read for me it gave me uh, more information so that is something I would recommend as reading so thank you dear listeners for all your love and feedback keep them coming you can write to us at contact at News Laundry. and also an appeal to news consumers to pay to keep news free and independent because if you want the media to improve you will have to support it because when the public pays the public is served when corporations governments and advertisers pay they are served subscribe to News Laundry or any other independent news organization of your choice mm. Amit is shaking his head, so please do subscribe. Uh, To subscribe to News Laundry, visit newslaundry.com slash subscription. Happy subscribing. Mm. Thank you, panel. Thank you. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.
1: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. (laughs)